So good afternoon and uh, welcome back to the seat of the Navarra. Here we are, it's home time. Early, early finish today. We've been fucking around with engineers and models and this and that and yeah. But caravans are all set up, we're all ready to rock and roll on the new job. Happy days. Monday morning, 7 o'clock, boom, straight into life, and we're going to make a show like you've never seen before. But, but, you've joined me, you've joined me in one of my quizzical moods. Because, I, uh, I've been paying attention to the, to the, to the Harry Windsor, Meghan Markle, Debacle, I think is a good way to describe it. And um, I suppose I really ought to ask you how you feel about it. What do you feel? What do you think about what's occurring? Should should Meghan and Harry have gone on Oprah? Should they have defended the institution of the royal family? Should Harry have been more conciliatory to his family? And should he have been more wise? Has there been any damage done to the royal family by their remarks during the interview? What has been the fallout for the royal family since the interview with statements and comments made thus far because I find it really interesting I, I do I, I, I find I find it spectacularly interesting that in that room because I, I forced myself to watch it after after hearing a little bit of commentary I forced myself to watch the whole interview and I tell you the, the most I don't know. I don't know. The, the most egregious thing about the whole thing for me was the fact you had multi-billionaire Oprah Winfrey sitting in a room with actual royal family because Harry Windsor is a royal and for and will forever be a royal with heir to the throne. Meghan Markle married into the royal family. Meghan Markle was also a Hollywood celebrity in her own right. Also a multi-millionaire. So, in all honesty, sitting there, watching this, carrying on, and the only thing I could think about was, you had the richest, most powerful people in the world, sitting there having a bitchin' match, over family. And I just, I couldn't quite get over it. I couldn't get over that the richest, most powerful people in the world 
were having the race debate on television. And the worst of it was that it was Oprah that, that, that insinuated it was racism. The most staggering thing about it was the lack of journalistic integrity shown by Oprah Winfrey to ask her to name names when she implied racism. And, you know, the secondary piece of fallout from this whole shenanigans is the, um, is the, uh, the, Sorry, we are driving, so bear with me. La, la, la. Right, sorry, I'm back. Was the Piers Morgan quitting GMB over his row with the weatherman? And of course, it has to be said and I can't deny it, I won't lie about it, I am not Piers Morgan's friend. Piers Morgan and I, we disagree politically on a ton of things. We have nothing in common, apart from some sort of, I don't know, conjoined patriotism, some sort of conjoined nationalism. Because Piers Morgan is he's a boomer generation that does still hold near and dear to his heart elements of our institutions within this country. He does. And you can't hold that against him, and I won't. It's, it's his prerogative. But his spat with the weatherman was very telling. It, it was very, very telling because Piers was right. Piers was 100% right. And Harry was wrong, Meghan was wrong, Oprah were wrong to try and infer racism as to the lack of title afforded Archie, who is probably one of the whitest mixed race babies you're ever going to meet but yeah there you go but Archie's not afforded a title due to circumstances from over a century ago this is part of protocol this is part of procedure within the royal family today that has existed for more than 100 years. So, Archie not getting a title, that's not just something that just happened because Meghan Markle, some fucking fruit loop. Not happened because Harry's behaved absolutely irresponsibly towards the reputation of the family. No, 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 it goes back 100 years. That's why he's not getting it. That's why it's not, uh, you know, it's nothing to do with race. Absolutely nothing to do. And the whole issue of race is something that has been dreamed up 
as part of this Americanism. Because as an English, as, as an English culture, we don't find race that terribly appealing. It's not part of our culture. Because racism is what it is. Racism is always going to be somewhere. And somebody is always going to feel a racial slight if they are that way inclined. Somebody also, if they are that way inclined, inclined is also going to be racist. But to tar a nation as racist, to tar the institution of the royal family as racist, it's just ridiculous. It is. It is just ridiculous. And part of me, you know, Piers Morgan having the spat with the weatherman live on TV. Now that was good because it showed the absurdity of this modern latter-day era of feelings over facts, how my lived reality is somehow more valid than your cast-iron facts. And, you know, Piers was like, no, you know, regardless of how she feels, this is the way it is it is what it is, and this is, you know, a hundred-year-old precedent. Oh, but her lived experience? Fuck her lived experience. Do you know what we used to call lived experience? Yeah, today people call it lived experience as a way of, I don't know, adding some kind of gravitas. But what we used to call lived experience is anecdote anecdotal evidence it's a personal anecdote it is what I have experienced and we didn't really used to try and use that as a lever we didn't used to try and use people's subjective and anecdotal experiences as a means of pushing agendas or as a means of formulating policies. We didn't used to do that because trying to formulate policies based on individual feelings, yeah, that doesn't work because, you know, public policy needs to be broad. You know, the scope needs to be very, very wide. The affects need to be gauged across the entire population. Because it's not just down to one small group. It's not down to one individual. It's, you know, it's just the way it is. But today, people push this, you know, oh, well, my lived experience trumps your procedure, my lived experience, what I've experienced, 
trumps this, that, and the other. But that's fine if you want to say that. But what has to be remembered is that that lived experience is subjective. That lived experience is that individual's personal experience, which includes all of their biases. So, no. No, the weatherman was definitely wrong. Megan's lived experience is worth fuck all over the institution and procedure of the royal family in this respect. Now, I'm not a royalist. If you listened a few episodes back where I talked about the possibility of abandoning the institution of the monarchy, I talked about the potential for a constitutional republic due to my own anecdotal subjective lived experience of feeling abandoned by my monarchy of feeling as though my monarchy has been subverted by globalist corrupt politicians as a means of using political democracy to regain national sovereignty within my country. Now, you know, from my own personal perspective, I feel that that's the job of the Queen. My Queen should be fighting for our national sovereignty. Our Queen should only be signing off on legislation that ensures the continuation of our nation, of our culture, and the protection of our citizens. And that should also be the goals and aims of our of our politicians. But as has been very, very well demonstrated, and as is very, very clear, that politicians are just they're in it for themselves. They they could they could care less about any of us. Only by what fame and status and political clout they can muster along the way. But no, to to the whole Harry, Meghan, Oprah, Oprah, yeah, multi-billionaire scumbag, you know, look at this woman, a multi-billionaire who sits on a perch and to be to be perfectly honest, you know, knowing that she was friends with, with Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, yeah, just makes you nervous, doesn't it, of somebody like that, but yeah, what you gonna do, sit back and watch, I suppose, you know, Oprah's just become another race grifter, another race hustler, when she should be using her platform to to try to unite the country, to try and drive out 
the race politics. Unless, of course, she's pushing for the black ethno state or some sort of racial supremacy. In which case, okay, she's doing what she's doing and she's entitled to have a go. Is she right? No. Is she wrong? 100%. But she should be trying to push unity. Stop trying to race hustle. Stop trying to push race as the biggest question in the world. Because if there's one thing I've noticed in the last, I don't know, two to three years, I suppose, is the BLM crowds, the Bureau of Land Management. Oh, so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the the uh, political activists, um, um, fucking bullshit loves money. Um, oh, um, well, yeah, you know the fucking idiots I'm talking about. Them ones. Activists, craptivists, fucking paid anarchists. And if there's one thing I have seen in the last couple of years is an increase in violence. You know, the violent rhetoric has always been there, but that even that has ramped up to 12. It's not normal. But actual physical violence has increased as BLM, Antifa, anarchist groups, they've ramped up their attacks on society. But still, the political class only ever points at white nationalists as bad. They're only ever fingering out so-called white supremacists. And I have to, I do have to say so-called white supremacists. Because when they talk about white supremacists, as an objective nationalist who thinks quite highly of the idea of, you know, national sovereignty and individualism, I, I look at the people that they call white supremacists, white nationalists, and racists, and I just think, who are, who are you talking about? Because I don't recognise those traits, those qualities, those, those, well, <laughs> Lauren Southern, yeah, definitely not a white supremacist. Definitely not a white nationalist. Tommy Robinson, same. Jordan Peterson, same. Michael Malice, same. These people are not white supremacists. They are not white nationalists. And the people who tell you that they are are lying to you. 
they are willfully deceiving you to believe a flagrant untruth. Why? I don't know. Maybe they don't even know themselves. Maybe they're so deeply indoctrinated by the, the shit that they read, the shit that they listen to, the fact that they just don't listen to the other side of the argument. The fact that only their side is right according to them. The fact that they are unwilling to concede that other people have valid positions. Maybe this is where it's going wrong. I don't know. But, yeah. It is annoying, isn't it? I've been called the Nazi, I've been called the white supremacist and all the rest on it. Little old me with a permatan. <laughs> some fucking white supremacist I am. Some fucking, some fucking, oh, oh, oh no, no, no. I was called a race traitor. And that's something I should probably talk about at, at some point because that's interesting. How I can be called a race traitor being of mixed race heritage. Isn't that interesting? How the fuck do you get your head round that? I haven't managed to yet. I don't know what they mean by that when they call me a race traitor. I'm not Indian entirely. I'm not Irish entirely. I'm not English entirely. You know, I'm a little bit of a... I'm a little bit of a mongrel. But I tell you what I am. I'm English. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know. Anyway, I've got to go because um, I need to tank with diesel and I'm uh, almost at the petrol station. So I want to bid you all a very, very, very good afternoon. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, whatever you're doing. And uh, yeah, just remember, it's individualism. The freedom of speech, the freedom of expression to be who you are very important but also empathy and trying to empathize with your your political opponent to understand where they're coming from their point of view find common ground and Oprah you're a fucking racist Harry hurry up and divorce this bitch find a nice white English girl who'll cook and clean and do everything she's supposed to do. Meghan Markle, go back to being an actress, you fucking din. My God. Anyway, folks, I've had a bit of a ramble. I hope I spelled out my position on it all very, very clearly. And if I didn't, hit me up. I'll tell you all about it a bit more in depth. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.